Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hope you're having a great Friday. We've had enough rain, (laughs) that is for sure. And I hope you're staying dry. Hey, listen, I was uh, preparing something for the show the other day and ran across something that I wrote in 2019. I had forgotten that I had written this. It was, uh, as I was thinking about doing Coast View, developing this show, Coast View, I sat down and said, okay, if we were going to do this show, this is before I said yes to this, uh, what would I, what would the show be about? And, um, so I, I wrote my thoughts about it, and I was kind of shocked now, looking back over a year ago, shocked that, you know, it seems to me that we've really stayed very much on this same theme. And I just wanted to share a little bit of what I wrote with you, and, uh, you know, you can tell me whether we are achieving this goal or not. Um, here's what I wrote. Coast View will be a daily conversation about coastal Mississippi life. I will have positive and in-depth conversations that celebrate life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's people. It's leaders. His characters, our love for this special place on earth, always with an eye on educating and inspiring listeners to improve themselves and to play a role in improving coastal Mississippi. We will help people see and understand that building a strong region economically, culturally, politically, etc., involves great leadership at all levels. We'll learn why it's important that coastal Mississippi speak with one voice on our many common issues. It helps us to get the attention and resources we need to succeed as a region. We'll celebrate a rich, diverse, and unique sense of place that we have here, created by the collection of communities that make up Coastal Mississippi. We'll work to remind listeners why this is an extraordinarily special place to live, work, and play. And I went on from there. But it all sort of still applies to me today, as far as uh, my view of Coastview, that we had this strong belief that people with a passion can literally change coastal Mississippi for the better. And um, I really appreciate you tuning in and being part of the success of, uh, of, Coast, of Coast View. And uh, our daily celebration is a positive show about coastal Mississippi on a, on a daily basis. And uh, now we're going to switch gears and move over to my friend Corey Christie, who's the Outreach Program Coordinator at the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum in Biloxi. He's been on the show before. We, talk, we had a great Coast View session talking about his life, his love of music, uh, so many amazing things that he's been involved in along the way. But the, the key thing we talked about was a mural project in Biloxi. We're going to come back to that in just a second. But let me first say, welcome to Coast View, Corey. And how have you been, buddy? I've been great, man. Just uh, getting through the year like everybody else. But, you know, as much as it's presented challenges, I think it's presented some opportunities. So hopefully we roll into this new year and knock some stuff out. It really has created some challenges, but, you know, we've been innovative. And as I had a conversation yesterday with uh, John Hairston, the CEO from Hancock Whitney, and we looked at sort of the economic recovery and how in Mississippi it was led by uh, the hospitality and tourism industry. And especially here in coastal Mississippi, we did really well. It wasn't to par with the year before, but when you compare it to other regions like ours, we exceeded every expectation we had for where we were going to be. The innovation, the preparation 
the work that people like you guys had to do to make it so that you could continue to do business in this COVID environment. You just had to adjust the way things are done, and you were able to do that, weren't you? Yes, we were. We actually had some successes last year with the new normal, um, with our drawdown went completely online with the auction and the drive through food. And it was a big success, honestly, for the, um, and probably we learned some things that we can incorporate to make it continue to be a bigger success, uh, coming forward. So you're, you're a consummate, um, you know, you're consummately involved in the community. Let's put it that way. And one of the projects that you and I talked about was the mural project in downtown Biloxi. Well, the last time we talked, uh, I think there were five murals and you had a, you had a goal by the end of I think you said that by the end of 2019, you'd have a goal of, of completing 10. Um, yes. I think at the time we talked, you were on your way to exceed that goal. But talk about where you are on that project today. Uh, well, that's uh, gone wonderfully. The, the community response has been amazing. Um, we are now up to 17 installations, including murals and a few sculptures, um, even one interactive sculpture. It's uh, a saxophone that you can play uh, right there in the heart of downtown Biloxi. So it's going wonderfully. We're just, um, you know, always still shaking trees for donations, but um, I think we've upped our goal to about 40. Uh, the only problem now is we're starting to run out of walls to put the stuff on, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's, that is a good thing. Uh, what's the new goal? I think we're going to try to hit 40 now. We're about halfway there. Wow. I think it's very achievable um, with a few more sculptures. We have one going in here pretty soon over by Jacked Up. So, yeah, I, I think we can do that and um, just really give it another reason for people to come to downtown Biloxi. It's growing so fast right now. We had uh, we we shared actually when you and I did our Coastview session together, we shared some of the murals, many of the murals that were there. Kyle, Kyle presented those, so people can go uh, to um, uh, to uh, you just go do search for downtown Biloxi murals, and you'll 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 be able to see some of the photographs of those murals. Yeah. But there's a, a there's great a map now. You can go follow I, the map. Yeah, follow the map for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that you know that's one of the cool things we say it all the time that that Mississippi has been really smart about creating what are, what are some of the largest outdoor museums in, in the country with the blues, uh, the blues trail and the country music trail, et cetera. And now, you know, you have your, the mural mural trail essentially <laughs> with the map you can follow, but you, you know, you've really been able to draw some great artists into the conversation. Haven't you? Yes. You've been lucky with um, 99% local talent so far. Um, we have had a, a couple people out of new Orleans come, and do some stuff. Uh, one of them is actually from Biloxi. He just lives in New Orleans now. And um, the guy who did the, the interactive sculpture is from New Orleans and actually worked on the Jam Nola project, which if you haven't heard of that, go check it out. Very familiar with it. As you know, I was president of NOLA Media Group, you know, publisher of the Times Beginning yeah. and NOLA.com at one point. And man, the, there are some incredibly inspiring murals in, uh, in New Orleans. It's just really incredible. And, uh, and we, we now have that same amount of inspiration here in coastal Mississippi, thanks to you and other volunteers who have stepped up to the plate. And if you're interested in giving to that project, uh, how, can they, how can they learn more about how to donate to that project? They can go through Biloxi Main Street. So you can go to the website there. If you click on the, the public art um, logo, it'll take you to a map of everything. And then just contact through that website. It'll allow you to uh, to donate. And we will take $10 or, or $10,000, whatever you're willing to, to give. <laughs> good good for you. Hey, look, we'll, we'll, we'll shift gears now. But you know your work there, as you mentioned, you, you've done some innovative work to sort of understand how to operate this the seafood museum within the guise of the pandemic but um 
I talk about this all the time, that our connection to our heritage, our connection to our sense of place here in coastal Mississippi, we're lucky to have the Orr Museum and Walter Anderson Museum and the Seafood Industry Museum. This 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 opportunity to, for, to make sure we don't lose uh, a connection to our past is really important. But, you know, I will say probably more so there than anywhere because this, you, you cover it from so many different angles. If someone were to come to the Seafood Industry Museum, what is it that they would they would be uh, you know influenced by once they once they walk in the door? Well, it's really, you know, we are the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum, but we really do cover like you said, all the angles of the coast history um, from the military being here and how they got here for hurricanes, of course, um, the tourism industry, um, the Native Americans and their impact they had on, you know, the discovery of the area. And um, so you really can leave here with an impression of what the coast is about, how we were built um, and why we're, we're still here. And, and one of the big things I always think about is the more you read about the history of this area, the more um, you realize how resilient we are. And how we're just able to come back and come back and come back no matter what happens. So um, you just leave with a great uh, sense of, of what we are here in, in Biloxi and along the coast. Well, John Harrison, again, CEO of Hancock Whitney, and I talked about that too. And so many of my guests and I talk about that, that we actually had a competitive advantage um, compared to others around the nation as it relates to how we were going to respond to the pandemic, because we have such a long history of bouncing back. We, you know, resiliency is in our DNA. That's one, um, I use the word secret sauce, but that is our secret sauce. The ability to sort of understand the situation we're in and come back from it. And you're right. I mean, if you, I mean, of all industries in the history of coastal Mississippi, the seafood industry probably knows best. And, I, and, and we, what we should point out here, that it's the Maritime and Seafood Museum, as you pointed out just a second ago. It's a telling of really coastal Mississippi's history. But there is so much resiliency to be told in that history, isn't there? Yes, and, I, and that's the recurring theme. Um, like you said, the seafood industry has to get hit hardest of all with spillways and, and algae blooms and oil spills and just so many different things. Um, and people don't realize still how much we depend on our industry. You know, one of the things people come here is the food and then the seafood. Yeah. And if there's an oil spill and we can't serve seafood um, or enjoy a kayak out to Deer Island, you know, that's going to affect the whole area. So um, just the importance of how it does affect daily life still. And, um, you know, there's still factories and processing plants and all that, you know, people still working and surviving in the industry. Well, we're uh, having a great visit with an old friend, Corey Christie, who works at the Maritime and Seafood Museum. He's a, kind of a probably a jack of all trades, but he does outreach and public affairs. He's a volunteer in the community. But when we come back, the Seafood Museum itself is an example of resiliency when you consider what they face in Hurricane Katrina and where they are today. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about whatever else might be on Corey's mind when we come back after this break. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We have Corey Christie with us. He's from the Maritime and Seafood Museum in Biloxi. And uh, when we went to break, we were talking about resiliency. And I want to share uh, something that was posted by a friend of mine. It said this, being happy doesn't mean you have it all. It simply means you're thankful for what you have. And I would say that probably describes a lot of a lot of coastal Mississippians, um, especially within the guise of this issue of facing you know, so many challenges along the way, especially the hurricanes that we faced, that, uh, you know, we found a way to be appreciative for what we have. And we were we reminded that that buildings don't make a community. You know, possessions don't make a community. It, the people make a community. And we have such a strong sense of that. And we're very lucky in that we understand that to the depths of our soul. But when you think about resiliency in coastal Mississippi, you can't help but think about the Seafood Museum story. You know, Katrina literally wiped that museum off the face of the earth. And my, my friend Robin Crone who has been such a, a strong disciple of that museum over so many years, went on a mission to collect stuff that was washed all over the place and gather it up and, and then went on a mission to build the new museum that we're able to enjoy today. And I think that some people were saying, you know, let's don't rebuild on the waterfront. Let's, why are we doing that? And she would not take no for an answer. You know, I, I'm sure that she had a very supportive board, but I remember so well Robin Crone's efforts in the community to literally say, we're going to rebuild this and we're going to rebuild it there. It's important for us to rebuild it there. And I think about her and so many other volunteers that were focused on that, uh, Corey, when I come across Ocean Springs Bridge and look over at that incredible architecture of that building and the way that it was designed, um, you know, you can't help but have that be part of the story. Do you think of that way of it that way as well? Yes, uh, definitely. So I open up every tour with uh, a little bit of that story. Um, just that, you know, our, our building was completely wiped out and, and thought to be lost. And of course, right in the front there, we have the lighthouse lens that was thought to be lost, but found and reconstructed. So it's a great beacon of that story. Um, but Robin, yeah, she fought and fought and, and it was a 10 year process after Katrina. But here we are um, in one of the more beautiful settings and um, beautiful buildings on the coast, really. And um, also try to take a pause on the second floor there and like just let people kind of look out of that window at the bay and the, the front um, all at once. And um, you, you really can't beat that view. But we ended well, up with you know, something you had, special here. You had the big, tall windows as sort of accommodating the sailboat and other, you know, other displays that are there. But it did fairly well for Hurricane Zeta, didn't it? Yeah, I think this building now should be pretty good. We were way up in the air. We have hurricane rated windows and um, breakaway stairs. I think we would, they did as much as they could to help us weather the storm. But um, yeah, we did really well. Uh, no damage at all here at the museum and say, of course, the pier, a totally different story, but the museum did very well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many peers, <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think many peers did well for hurricane Zeta. It, it, you know, there are certain storms that have, um, have, uh, you know, things that we remember about them and Zeta was for sure a peer killer. But uh, but yeah, I, I would say that the uh, that the architecture and engineering of that building it stood a really good test, and the fact that you guys were able to reopen so so rapidly, and when you consider where it's located, by by the way, you should know this that my uh, mother in law it was a Bahanovich. she she still is a Bahanovich, and part of the Bahanovich clan lived right there uh, across the street from uh, from the seafood industry museum, and uh, so you know every 
Sunday or Saturday when we would go over there to visit with the family, would always pass the museum. But after Katrina, obviously her home was destroyed. She had to move away. But, um, but we've, you know, that, that, that part of, of, uh, the point of Biloxi really has a very special place in all of our heart. That's for sure. Um, so let's uh, shift gears. You guys, uh, have not only learned how to operate in this COVID environment, you're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel and you already have on your calendar, lots of events coming up. So why don't you kind of give us a feel for what's going on? Okay. Uh, right now we're getting ramped up for our summer camp, which is a staple along the coast here. It's been going on for many, many years. Um, and we're fully in swing this year. Those signups are up on our website at uh, maritimemuseum.org. So definitely go get your six to 12 year old signed up for that. Um, it's, it's a week full of a lot of fun and adventure for them. Um, we have back on the books our drawdown this year in September, um, and then the wooden boat show, which had to be completely skipped last year. Uh, so that'll be back on October 23rd, 24th. Um, so just some, some things that we had to miss last year, luckily coming back. And then we have a new exhibit coming uh, later in the year uh, featuring um, Vietnamese fishermen and, and their influence on the coast. That's going to be permanent. Uh, so that should be exciting. And we will be reopening and, and hosting shows in our, our gallery, our art gallery, Joe Moran Art Gallery here um, this next month in April. So that'll be another thing, another reason people can come to the museum and, um, and see what we got. Yeah, Tim Isbell, who was a photographer at the Sun-Herald, he's still a professional photographer today, did a series on the Vietnamese community in Biloxi, and it was incredibly popular. I don't know if any of his photos are going to be part of your exhibit. Yes, but, it will be. Yeah, oh, well, I, That's awesome, because he, yeah. he captured the culture and contributions of the Vietnamese community like I've never seen before. What a, what a terrific job Tim did. In fact, I need to get him on the show to talk more about that and other uh, efforts that he's done along the way. But so you mentioned that the, the Vietnamese um, uh, exhibit being permanently part of the of the of the museum, and that's, that sounds so fitting to me. <clears throat> if someone were to come there, kind of give us a quick rundown on what the various galleries are. Okay. We start um, off with, on the first floor, there's a timeline of the discovery of the coast right up through pretty much current day from um, D'Aberville landing here and and all that through the seafood capital of the world um, and the military influence and tourism and everything that sort of made the coast the coast. Then on the second floor, we have our, our ever popular boat gallery, wooden boat gallery, where the Nydia is the, the ship in the bottle view that you get from the Ocean Springs Ridge um, with several, um, you know, other wooden boats there that, that are rare and, and very interesting. We have our shrimp peeling machine, probably the most popular thing that people want to see. People love that thing just because it looks like a big oddity. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to work and, and all that. Um, we have our hurricane gallery, another very popular stop. Uh, my favorite is the seafood industry factory gallery, where we have the um, the whistle that you know came straight from a factory. We still blow at midnight at our New Year's party now, uh, which was a tradition for the factories. Um, talk about the child labor. And how the how the, the factories were part of the child labor law changes, um, and just some very cool equipment pulled right out of the factories in there. Um, that's always my favorite stop. Um, and it's at the very end of the tour, so it's it helps keep the interest that long. But I love getting to that one and, and talking to people about it. And you got the Point Cadet Kitchen. Yes, and if you want to come to an event here, we'd love to host you. We have a great kitchen and meeting room, um, and of course, a beautiful setting. Um, but no regular meals coming out of the kitchen. But, uh, you know, if anyone wants to come in and rent the museum, they, they're welcome to it. Hey, you know, I love when people uh, post on social media events that you guys have there. 
you know, they, they always seem so proud and they want to, it's not just showing pictures of people mingling. Maybe this is slightly before the pandemic observations that I'm making and it will soon to be uh, happening again, but, but they're really proud of the setting. So they always want to make sure that, you know, one of those boats that you have on display there or any number of other really cool backgrounds as part of the conversation or the beautiful view from there. My goodness, the, v- the view from there is among the best, as you already pointed out, that, that, that there is. But it is a great place to have an event, to have a reception or to have a meeting where you really want to impress people about the best of Coastal Mississippi. That's a, that's a special place for that, isn't it? It really is. Um, and this, the space that you have, you can do, you know, pretty much anything you want to do it here, which is a great advantage. But the the biggest thing is obviously the view. Um, you can be set up there in front of the boat. I mean, get, you may imagine getting married in front of that thing or um, plenty of writing receptions here. Just It's great for pictures. And uh, like I said, plenty of space for your guests to enjoy. And um, we always, you know, are lucky with the food around here. So that's a part of it. But uh, just the view itself and the setting is wonderful. You mentioned Hurricane Zeta's impact on the pier. So um, what's the latest on that? So the pier is under, I guess, um, review, I, I guess, for by insurance and, and FEMA and all that. We do have it operational, so you can go out there and um, get to our schooners. We're doing the walk-on sales throughout the week now, um, which has been kicked up for the month of March and will go throughout the year. Um, so you can go to our website or social media to find out when those go out. But we are operating pretty much as, as regular. You know, I got out there with the old Rusty after the got my building chops, <laughs> you know, get that thing ready to go. But, yeah, you can go down. It's safe. Uh, we're just looking to repair, do final repairs, hopefully by, by the time camp rolls around. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, listen, before we get away from each other, what's the latest on the music scene for you? Uh, well, I am no longer with Blackwater Breath. I am um, having a full-time job and 100 show a year band is, is not really good to do not easy to do so i've started a smaller thing called karate kids it's this little four-piece uh funk soul type of a project um but it's a lot of fun you know we're just kind of playing as we want to just for enjoyment and uh, you can catch us also just on social media and we're out doing mostly outdoor gigs right now until things settle down but we're out there well good hey Corey, it's been a pleasure to, to visit with you, and uh, I enjoy our time together. Keep up the good work there. Please tell Robin I said hello. We're going to have her on for a Coast View session. I want to I commit an entire hour to tell the story of, of resiliency, the Seafood Industry Museum's story of resiliency as told by Robin. There should be a terrific show coming up. So anyway, have a great day, and uh, we'll be back after this with Jeff Duncan from The Athletic. Thank you. Talk Mississippi Media Production.